Welcome back to Comics Exchange, your friendly neighborhood podcast. As always, I'm Mike D. To my left, we have the Zero Sugar, Ryan Shipley. Thanks. I was going to say the sweltering Shipley. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is balmy. It is a little yes. balmy in here. Um, of course, to my right, we have the owner of Knoxville's longest-running comic shop, one Mr. Bill Langford. Feels perfectly okay to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> I feel like you may Which be running capable s- of feeling heat, I guess. That's no, what it is. is. <laughs> it's this, not sweaty at all in here. No, we, it's not damp at all. We do this for all <laughs> our... Is this the episode where we reveal there's a sweatshop in the back? <laughs> is this, we do this for all our podcast <laughs> yes. guests. We see which one's the toughest, which one can last the longest. <laughs> right now, the record is rocky. rocky 120 is. degrees. <laughs> for 120 minutes. He's like a lizard. It's incredible. But no, he no. He passed out a, in the parking lot, though, right? But, yes, okay. of course. After <clears throat> get out of he it, held yeah. out for two hours and yeah. he passed out. Yeah, that makes sense. Ryan revived him. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of guests, we oh. have a guest sitting right across from me. What? One Mr. Garen Dickerson yep. from My Guys Comics with Phoenix, Phoenix Gaming. Gaming. Yeah. Uh, nice. Thank you very much. Nice. Yay. <laughs> the longest name for a store <laughs> I know, right? We couldn't have just had Thor's Hammer. No, no, yeah. no. Couldn't have been that. No, no. No one wants no. to write checks to your place, do they? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this. Is Haven't a... gotten one yet, because I'm sure they could use a M-G-C-P. Yeah. That's all they have to say. I feel uh, bad if somebody does, because that carpal tunnel is going to set in <laughs> quickly. Oh, guys. Yeah. And they just trail off at the end. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I like it. It's almost like a co- you've got a collab going. you got My Guy Comics with Phoenix Gaming. <laughs> this is, well, you know, that's Yeah, awesome. it's awesome. Yeah. You should have done the X like uh, they do now with all the code yeah, just, collab yeah, stuff. Yeah, the X. Like the, uh, yeah. This guy we have working for us, um, his name is Tim Morse. He has a Code X station as his podcast. He does, yeah. And um, I, I, I love his podcast. It's very fun. That's a cool name for a podcast. Code what are we? Code, X. Code, X. Code X station. And yes. they're, see, they're you can't. You're not paying attention because you're so hot right now. You're trying to pretend like you're not. <laughs> no, that's what Shiv was talking about. Like an actual Code X, like you know. But the good thing that, is, but that's the point though. It's yeah, Code X, it's code, code, and then X, and then station. For people who come in tomorrow or the day this comes up Wednesday, there's going to be a nice, cool breeze in here again, right? You're not gonna let this AC thing go, Art. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it is a little warm in here, but tomorrow morning we have uh, the heat and air guy coming by, so it should be. Bill, the word you're okay. looking for is moist. No, no, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a terrible word. Yeah. I would say my, my daughters my daughters call it the humdidity. Humdidity. Yeah. Yeah. They can't pronounce, they can't pronounce some humidity, so yeah. it was uh, yeah. turned into humdidity. I think it's good to make fun of like speech impediments. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Only if they're cute. <laughs> Only Amazing. a three-year-old, you know, then yeah. it's adorable. Yeah. Right, you yeah. know? There is a cutoff point there. There but is a cutoff point. Thankfully, <laughs> though, it happened this week when we've gotten so much rain and it has oh, cooled yeah. it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah that, was, uh, that was one benefit, but it's still pretty miserable. Yeah, but thank gonna, you. But we're going to make it through. <laughs> it's not the heat, it's the humidity. Yes, this is... This is a this is a, like poor a, Garen's come on here to like promote his comic store. It's a, we're just gonna be talking about the weather the whole episode. It's a battle of wheels at this point, Ron. You know what? As long as you don't have a time limit, we're good. Who can last the longest? The funny thing is, today I came in. I get, I got here. I usually get here about six on the days we're recording, and I got here at four. And as soon as I walked in, and Bill told me, I started regretting my life yeah. decisions. <laughs> I noticed he started hanging out right by the fan. I started doing that number where you tug on your shirt oh, to make yes. some kind of AC. In about every 30 minutes, he'd be like, you know what, Bill? I, I don't think I like this. Like, Bill, he would just keep saying over and over again. He'd be like, for a while. I, I, Bill I, got mad at me when I took his amazing Fantasy 15 and started fanning myself ooh, with it. Yeah. I, had to, I had to get it back out of his hands. For sweaty, Is that an important book or something? Am I missing, am I missing something? Uh, oh, okay. No. I guess no. All right. Uh, people don't talk about it at all, so. But, uh, <laughs> but no, but I, I know Garen's got air conditioning over at your place, don't yes, you? I do. Yes, I <laughs> do. The funny thing thing is is you know we're in this people to we're in this weird building kind of share kind of this, the opening with um kathy's collectibles next door mm-hmm. and 
we leave the front door open to invite people to come in. Makes sense. But mm. that creates this vacuum. So when you open my door, uh. it like flushes open. <laughs> All you, your books you, start you, fluttering. You have to like close it hard to shut it. And it seems like you're slamming it, but you're not. Yeah. So we have to, and my back hallway, I, we share with Mystic Orb and they have the same oh. thing. They open their, Oh, the Mystic Orb. Really? Oh, I love those people. They're so okay. amazing. Uh, and, but yeah, they, when they leave their door open, it's another draft. So literally I have to set my AC at like 64 Whew. to get to be cool. It never gets below 68 <laughs> ever. So, oh, wow. and we why did we not record window. over there? Why? Oh. <laughs> uh, it's comfy there. It's comfy. No, no, it's a, and where, so where exactly did you, um, did you open your store? At? So, um, if you're familiar with Clinton, Tennessee, I am. we are downtown and we have Market Street where Clinton Cards Collectibles used to be. Been we're there several times. We're essentially right behind that building. Oh, okay. It's slightly rise, slightly rise, risen up. And uh, we're right beside the Apple Blossom Cafe. Really mm. good food. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Mr. Gorb had the spot we did before. Okay. And they just didn't need a spot that big. And so yeah, they yeah, moved yeah. to, there used to be a little gamer store behind us who oh. never was open. It was He basically rented the place so he and his buddies could go play Magic. <laughs> awesome. I mean, really, that's what they did. And yeah. it was kind of genius because it was inexpensive. So, but, fi- but finally, p- pandemic kind of shoved him out. Mm. So, Mystic Orb so moved. Yeah. You're a little off, like, the Main Street for Yeah, downtown. so, essentially, we're about a 1,000 feet behind Main okay. Street. So, we're, like, right on the tracks. Yeah, right I on the tracks. I was surprised because, like, um, last year I went there. We shot, uh, like, a film, me and some friends. Yeah. I was surprised. The Clinton downtown's got a decent house. that they have a theater. Yeah. Like, I had no the idea Ritz. they had a theater. Yeah. Yeah. It's been there for, like, 60 years or 70 years. Really? Like that. It's one of the only family-owned movie theaters left in Tennessee. And first-run movies, too. Yep. What was it showing? It was showing, that, it was showing Top Gun. Okay, the Maverick. Yep. Yeah, the Maverick, yes. <laughs> um, the Maverick. Not Maverick, the Maverick. So... One thing, because we'll just get into it with the store. Have you noticed, like, since you opened it in December, right mm-hmm. around December, December yeah. that you've gotten a lot of the clientele that was going to was it? What was it called? The Clinton Cards and Collectibles. Clinton's Cards and Collectibles. I get a lot of questions like, "Hey, did you buy your stuff from there?" I'm like, actually, mm-hmm. no, we didn't. Uh, my, I've, I've, well, three current three currently three other partners. There's Brian, there's Jay, and of course Sam Soto, which you uh, all know. The best Sam. dresser of any comic yeah. shop. You were talking <laughs> about him earlier, saying that he's I really. Was ta- a, yeah, every time he's come in here, it's. You he's said he's like, a snazzy, yeah. snazzy so, dresser. Like we so need Sam, the, yeah. When like I first fashion. met Sam, he was working for Verizon, and he had to wear a suit and tie. So okay. literally, I've only known him with suit and tie. Yeah. yeah. And now, of course, he, he owned um, well, the Level Up Gaming, which switched into Nirvana Gaming, and mm. and so now he's a partner with me. But he works for a jewelry store. He works for Hellsberg Diamonds, and Whoa. they require certain tie. Yes. So literally, he has to dress up really, really nice. So I, I mean, feel bad would you if, buy, he comes, if he comes by tonight. Would you buy your diamonds from a guy on a t-shirt? You know, probably not. No. Probably <laughs> I mean, not. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah, is it, just, discount diamonds. That is you know, kind of true. Though. It, I guess like when you buy certain certain items, you want the person to look <laughs> like here. If you go to a comic shop. You want somebody I'm, like dressed like you I'm constantly in a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I wear nothing but t-shirts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is this is a regular attire every day. Yeah. Because yeah. do comic shops ever, I, I guess like um, Nirvana nowadays, because I've seen pictures from like, they have like their shirts, they had the blue shirts, but right. I think typically um, it's just like whatever, it's like usually yeah. just like t-shirts, right? Yeah, typically. Yeah. And, they're, yeah. and they're t-shirts too, so yeah. yeah. But if you go into the place, you're right. Like you're going to a place that you're going to be forking out a thousand dollars so you want to see the person dress nicely. Like a car salesman like if he had flip flops on a tank top would you trust would you trust so, okay. like a, so, into South Carolina I'm not trying so if you had a guy that was selling your car that was dressed like Bill is right now Mike yeah. mm-hmm. would you be suspicious to buy that car 
Uh, I do find Facebook Marketplace to be sketchy, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah. I totally it was a little that. bit better than Craigslist. <laughs> oh, Craig. Uh, Craigslist list. was like, you are always rolling that die. You are. Maybe you'll get, maybe you'll get something that you want, yeah. or maybe you're going to get murdered. <laughs> well, I would get these weird calls. I remember at one point I had a, um, a life-size Darth Maul in the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had yeah. the d- double-sided saber, had the cloth outfit. About six foot tall. Wow. You had him in the middle of the store, like when you first walked in. The middle of the store. So, and like yeah. a mannequin, not like a cutout. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Like a mannequin. This wow. thing weighed probably 40 pounds. And oh. at one point, I had Ray Parks on the base of it. Yeah, oh, that's cool. right. Yeah. Wait, were you, did you not start shopping at Comics Exchange until post Darth Maul? I suppose. I, oh, I do wow. not remember okay. uh, Darth, Darth, Darth Maul. Was, and he hung out for a long time. We actually yeah, had yeah, him yeah. in a, a life size Yoda. But I got to the point where I had I was tired of seeing the Darth Maul in the store. Like you reach a saturation <laughs> point, right? And plus, one of my employees would take the saber out at night, and I'd watch the video, nope. the store video. <laughs> and him and his buddy Josh, Josh would do air karate, and Sean would spin the saber around in his hand. Yeah. And they would choreograph these fight scenes in the store. Oh yeah. man. And even after I warned him, I said, "Listen, there's lots of breakables in the store. Y'all need to take that stuff outside." Yeah. Uh, they would still do it. Yeah. So I said, "Fine, I'm going to sell this Darth Maul." So I couldn't sell it on eBay so I put it on Craigslist because of the shipping because of cost. shipping yeah. yeah. so I put it on Craigslist and I put local only pickup only because the yeah, shipping yeah, cost yeah. on eBay was going to be outrageous Yeah. and the problem I had with Craigslist almost every single time is that I'd get a guy who would call me invariably at like 11 at night and he would say hey you still got the Darth Maul for sale and I was like <laughs> yeah I do it's $900 well I've got $150 and a Murray outboard <laughs> motor <laughs> and I'm like, and let's I, talk, dude. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I, I don't know why the actual cash. Thank yeah, you. I don't understand why where yeah. they got the impression I was interested in the yeah, outboard yeah, motor. Yeah, yeah, because you don't do our best offer or trades. trades right? Yeah, yeah. but it, it nine out of ten calls would be yeah. somebody wanting to barter or trade. Yeah, yeah. They, do, they want to do the shock when you actually too. finally did sell it. Yeah. I sold it to a long haul trucker from Chicago. Huh. That <laughs> ended up, yeah, coming by. He said, "I'll be there." And sure enough, um, one morning Lane calls me, one of my employees, and she said, "Hey." There's a guy, I don't know if I should be worried, there's a guy asleep in the parking lot in a, uh, in a semi-truck. And, this, and I said, I said no, I said, no need to be afraid. I said, that's, I said, that's, I said, that's RJ from Chicago. He's here to pick up a Darth Maul as soon as we open at 11, because we didn't open to 11. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But his, his, his transit schedule had him coming through Knoxville at like 4 in the morning. Yeah. So he just had to crash in the parking lot from four in the morning until we opened at eleven. Can you imagine? Which kind of made sense though. It's a good time to, to sleep. Yeah. 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 Can yeah. you imagine a kid on the highway goes by and does the little motion the, and looks up into the cab of the truck and there's like Darth Maul? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. You know. Yeah. Where did you? How did you get the Darth Maul? Where did that come from? So I had a um, a guy named Trey that was a customer. He had been, before he got into comics, he was hugely into Star Wars. Okay. And so he had a life-size Darth Maul and a life-size Yoda that he had bought back in the day. And he decided he was um, he was going to get out of Star Wars and get into comic books. Okay. And so he ended up trading me both the... Uh, and then later on, we took... So had, you had the Yoda, too. I had both. The Yoda, okay. I had to put a little sign that said... Now the Yoda, I remember seeing. The uh, Yoda... He, but I never saw the Darth Maul. I didn't move here until 2016. The so, Yoda was yeah. awesome. He was, little, he was he was the size. Yeah. He, he was holding three little fingers doing the force with yeah. his left hand. His right hand behind him, he had the saber. His little... Oh, he had the saber. His little yeah, baby okay. saber, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and I had to put a sign on him that said, touch me, you will not. Because <laughs> people would constantly... Because I had him on a table where it was easy to access him, and people would constantly kind of pet him and touch him. But um, guilty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, Ron. I wanted to mention the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ryan. 
but we took it to uh, we took it to Fanboy and had Ray Park sign it one year. And uh, I had Trey meet me at the the store, and I said, "Hey, bring your trucks. We got to carry the six foot Darth Maul and get it signed by Ray." Park. That'd be nerve wracking, right? So Trey brings his truck. He fireman carries it over his back yeah. from his truck all the way into the convention center. Wow, probably like. 200 yards 300 yards yeah 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 he gets in there he's all sweaty he's like here here's your Darth Maul <laughs> and uh so I go and I put it in front of Ray Park's booth like so it, Darth Maul's first in line like Ray Park's not in the booth okay it's, this is before the, the con yeah. even opens oh smart I put Darth Maul you're saving on, your spot saving yeah. my spot yeah and um so when Ray Park shows up and I can't do an Australian accent so you have to forgive me yeah. oh do it please he says uh <laughs> he, he says I said uh I bet you've signed a lot of these he says, I have, but he goes, most people may just bring the bass. <laughs> and I said, I said, I beg your pardon? And he goes, yeah, his, his feet, he slips out of the boots. You can just slide him right back in the boots. And I said, and uh, like, oh, I said, I knew, no, actually, I said, I knew that, Ray. I said, I'm a vendor here, and I, I'm put him in my booth as a display to draw people into my booth. Yeah, of course. I was, yeah. I was real quick on my yeah, feet. Yeah. You played I, it off well. I played it off because I don't want to yeah. seem like an idiot. Yeah. But, uh. Mm. But yeah, I ended up selling the uh, the Ray Park sign. What happened Darth to Maul. the Yoda? The Yoda I ended up selling to my buddy Paul, as a matter of fact. Hollywood oh. Paul? No, oh. Paul, uh, Paul Ratcliffe, okay. who's a huge Star Wars collector. Yeah. He ended up, actually, my buddy Phil had worked, to tell you a real quick story, and then we'll, <laughs> I'm sorry I don't mean to take all the airtime. It's okay, Bill, it is your store, so we're all good. <laughs> but my buddy Phil worked at Blockbuster. This is how long ago this was. And this is when you had Blockbuster. For kids that don't know, Blockbuster used to be a place you could go to rent. We called it rent. You could actually rent movies and video games. And sometimes you had to fight for when they were. Thank you so much for mansplaining (laughs) Blockbuster. That was was very nice. Very nice. Phil worked at Blockbuster. He'd always get upset when people would ask for Fast and Furious. He'd be like, it's the Fast and the Furious. Use your articles. He goes, it's not Fast and Furious. And then later on, 10 10 movies later, it was Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah. I I told Phil that. I called Phil on that. I said, hey, Phil. But you, anyway, think, you think the Fast and the Furious is cool? It sounds. Wait until you hear Fast, Fast and, and the Furious. Furious. Yeah, it's like you think the Facebook is cool? <laughs> yeah, just, just Facebook. You, you got where I was going with that joke. I, I exactly. Oh, no, I keep thinking that's, a, that's what she said. Moment. Yeah, I mean, it really, <laughs> okay, so, really. So, anyway. uh, Blockbuster Paul. So, so Blockbuster Phil. Phil. He's working at the Blockbuster, <laughs> and there George Lucas is doing a release, a re-release of the first three movies for Phantom Menace, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And he sent all the Blockbuster stores a life-size Yoda. Yeah. Wow. And so as a display. And so the Blockbuster store decided they were going to raffle off this Yoda. Oh. And Phil put his name in the raffle, and he won the raffle for the life-size Yoda. That's oh. cool. However, what's not cool is that Phil was an employee at the time, and the oh. rules specified that you could not be a Blockbuster employee and win a Blockbuster prize. Because so your prize was that you got to work at Blockbuster. <laughs> so you get the blue shirt and the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. slacks. Yeah. And uh, so, so Phil was devastated because he'd come in one day. He was so happy. Next day, he comes back. And he's like, they took the Yoda away from me. I said, what happened? He explained the rule. He said they drew another customer's name. It was a woman. They called her. She hasn't come to pick up the Yoda. A month later, Phil leaves Blockbuster to go work across the street at Captain D's. Captain, the captain was paying I know more. exactly <laughs> what Blockbuster you're talking about. Yes, the one right up here. Yes. And um, he goes right across the street to work at Captain D's. So the, the woman never comes to claim the Yoda. So <laughs> a month later, they call Phil and they said, hey, since you were the first winner, and you're no longer an employee at Blockbuster. Oh, that's cool. It's it's cool because you should legit should be the winner. So she, she she never came to get it. Come pick up your Yoda. They probably also were freaked out because Phil probably went outside and ate the little cracklins as he steered <laughs> right in front of the store. <laughs> that's Long John Silver's, but we'll let it slide. No, you can do the cracklins at uh, no, Captain. You can, what? You can do them at Captain D's too. Why have I not been ordering cracklins at Captain D's? <laughs> you 
Can you're you do crazy. that? Crazy, yes. Do I just say cracklins? Yeah, you say cracklins or crumbs. What are the cracklins you must eat? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that topical. show is like... That was topical. Nice, was. nice. Let's that, bring it back home. That shows how monsters we are, that you can go to a fish place. Can you give me the fish residue, pretty much? <laughs> yeah. I don't want the, the actual fish itself. I, I want, want the, the little cracklins. Crumbs. Yeah. I want but the stuff now they behind. charge. Yeah. I would maybe call it crumbs. Inflation. Crumbs. Inflation. They have to charge now. So, so Phil... He's so he comes to the store and he says, "You know that moment when um Charlie Brown finally got to kick the football from Lucy?" He said, "That's what I feel like today. It's my day. Finally, they didn't pull the football away from me, right? Like I'm kicking the football." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, "My only problem is that um I live in the Fort Sanders and I've been broken into twice oh, in the last and you year know and a half." Oh, break in and get that Yoda. Mm-hmm. Yes, cuz in the fort, man, you know, you got to have a party, so people are looking in your window, walking by from a football yep. game. Yeah. You see Yoda there. Yep. So he says, "I'm going to take it to my mom's house in Morristown." and keep it there and I said that's a good idea so fast forward about a year later maybe and Phil comes in and he's devastated like I can tell you he's really upset I said what happened he says well I went to my mom's house this weekend for Sunday dinner and my Yoda's gone what Uh. and he says I asked my mom if anything you know if if she remembers anything anybody coming in the house she says no I asked her if you know anything happened if there was a a, a, no did people from the fort come to (laughs) (laughs) she said she said the only difference is that his uh, his brother Ronnie had just got out of prison, and was oh. living with uh, oh. living with his mom. She had, she had let oh, Ronnie no. she had let Ronnie move back in with her. Ronnie. So <laughs> I told Phil. I said, Phil, more than likely, Ronnie's stolen your Yoda, dude. Yeah. And he says, I think so. And I he said, well, and I said, I'll tell you. Tell him you're gonna tell his pro officer oh. that you saw him smoking crack in the bathroom with Yoda. <laughs> with, with the Yoda, <laughs> yeah. and, and that you're yeah. gonna have him drug tested yeah. and, and have him uh, have him kick back. Uh, or, he, or was, he was out on drug charges. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, or bring back the Yoda. So yeah. he threatened the Yoda. So that's what he does. He goes, he threatens the brother. He says, listen, I'm going to have you pee tested unless you bring me back my Yoda. And this is like a real Cain and Abel. The brother says, I'm getting a rock. The brother says, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's how he, like, he didn't even put up a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes back in about 20 minutes, and Phil says, I got the Yoda. And he says, uh, I looked at it, and my heart sunk because he was missing two of his fingers. What? Uh, his eye, Damn. one of his eyes had been gouged almost completely out. Whoa. Some of the hair plugs had been ripped out. There were cigarette and cigar burns all over his body. What were these people doing? There were cuts on his hand where he's holding his hand out. And what it turned out was... I get the Phantom Menace is bad, but... (laughs) (laughs) But that's Jar Jar's fault. That's not Yoda's fault. Don't take it out on Yoda. Don't take it out on Yoda. So what had happened was the brother didn't have any money and wanted to uh, score some dope. Oh, no. So he had a real cool dope dealer who yeah. would take a, a life-size Yoda yeah. in exchange for some drugs. Uh-huh. So they went down there. They got high, according to the brother. Yeah. He says he didn't do any of this. He said the drug dealer got high, thought that the Yoda was trying to put the force on him. Because <laughs> he has his hand out trying to do the force move. Hey, I get and it. He says, he says, look at that Yoda trying to force choke me. But, <laughs> He said that from that point on. Now, according to Phil's brother, he didn't participate in this. Okay. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'll put it off on the dope dealer, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But according to Phil's brother, he said the dope dealer, they were there, they were getting high, and the dope dealer started kind of torturing the Yoda like he was a prisoner of war. Like yeah, a Vietnamese. gave him that prison beating. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my other buddy, wow. Paul, who I'd given the first Yoda Shoot. to, 
ended up helping Phil. He sculpted some of the fingers back on. Mm. Oh, awesome. He had like a taxidermy deer eye or something. I don't Whoa. know what he did for the eye, but yeah, yeah, something yeah. crazy. Wow. <laughs> okay. And uh, put some of the hair plugs back in and kind of fixed it oh, back cool. up for okay. him. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, the singes on the, the robe kind of look authentic, like he's been in yeah, battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. so it kind of plays. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yo, just yeah. seen some hard life, so. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So Count Doku couldn't lay a hand on Yoda. But, but man, this drug dealer, but the drug dealer, the crack dealer, somehow <laughs> yeah. got him. Wow. Yes. That's what I love about our podcast. You have no idea. It's like Just that, when you think it's going to go one yeah. way, there's a complete left it's turn. It's like that family <laughs> circus comic strip you'd always see where it shows Billy walking around the neighborhood. Right. And he never goes straight to his house. He's like there's, doing all these curves, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest with you. For I'll our read. for our younger readers, Family yeah. Circus oh was a comic strip. Are you yeah. mansly? Seriously? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That was the right. newspapers. You used to actually get your news <sighs> from paper. <laughs> I skipped Family Circus. Yeah, Did you skip Family not, Circus? No. Every time, dude. When I'm in a good mood. I'm laughing, and then there's yeah. Family Circus at the bottom of the You're page. Like, it makes no sense to me. What? Way to ruin everything. Why? One panel. What a letdown. A great '90s movie called Go. Yes. And yes. there's a scene in there where in their diner and Timothy Oliphant is playing like a drug dealer. He's reading it and he gets mad. Timothy he goes, Oliphant. I hate the family circus. You're reading the news. You're reading your comic strips. You're enjoying it. But you know, sooner or later, you're going to come across the family circus. <laughs> and I tell you, and, and Far Side was a phenomenon. Like, it's not yeah. that yeah. I hate one yeah. panel yeah. strips. I, I mean, there's some one panel strips I like. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't um And you got to give credit circus. to Gary Larson because he, you know, did five years or so or ten. Yeah. Yes. And then was done. I think he's yeah. came back recently and done like another right. year, but him and uh, what Bill Watterson? But they made so much money. Right? Oh, they well no Bill Watterson. Bill Watterson, you're right. He didn't. Yeah, because he didn't sell any of the merchandising. The far side, you see. Death now he calendars. has a book coming yeah. out. Are you guys you guys going to carry it right? That comes out I think in I August or so. September. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Bill Watterson art like in this. Uh, it's a like a ninety page book. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to be great to That's see his art awesome. again. Maybe we need like a Disney Plus Sunday Funnies shared universe reboot. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Blondie and Dad yeah. would be yeah. in this yeah, universe. Oh, they would. Hagar the Horrible. <laughs> Do you think there was actually people that read Apartment 3G that really you know followed the storyline? Yeah, Rex. what was the uh, target audience there, I wonder? It was ladies. A Rex Morgan. Think, Rex Morgan. Indeed. Rex Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean. I remember I like Prince Valiant. Yeah. Was also that. I, I like yeah. Prince Valiant. Biggest yeah. Spider-Man fan, mm-hmm. but I had the... I read the comic strip and I hated every second of it. It's like you used to read the Stan Lee one in the comic shop news every week. Remember oh those? yeah, oh yeah, those were oh. awesome. Oh, yeah. were they? Okay, yeah. that's cool. That maybe maybe because uh, everybody here doesn't know this, but uh, Bill will always slip in a comics reader's news to you, <laughs> um, and he knew how much I hated them, <laughs> so he would he would try to slip in more than one. I'm like Houdini with those things. <laughs> yes. Ron would get home and there'd be four in his bag. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you're not, but if you're not reading them, you should be reading comic, the comic news. Comic shop news comic is fantastic. News is, yeah. Yeah, is really it? good, yes. Yes, it's like a coming attraction. It's like watching the trailers for movies. Yeah. I have found a couple books through it, I will yeah. admit. Yeah. 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 They are this week, they're uh, showing, and I guess they're going to do Marvel Tales 1000 yeah. in August. Yeah. It's like celebrating Marvel's 83rd, 4th? Fourth anniversary? Ooh, yeah. That might be right, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So I guess with the comic shop news, they've got that quick turnaround in print, so they're actually not getting completely demolished by the internet the online, news. They, right. They're usually keeping it pretty yeah, pretty it's weekly, right? Yeah. It's it is weekly, yeah, so it's weekly. they're able to... Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we have a surprise second guest. A what? second guest. What? A second guest. But I posted the picture of Bill and Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Photoshop Sam in, I guess. Yes, yep. yes, indeed. We'll have to have some time travel here. But uh, we have a new guest joining the table, one Mr. Sam Soto. Oh, Sam. Hey. Uh, we'll just go from there. 
Look, it's my business partner. It's crazy. And what as I mentioned odds? earlier on the episode, yeah. best dressed. Yes, yeah, best dressed business partner. I'm I glad agree. he didn't yeah. wear the full business suit today with the air being out. Oh, God. It would have been miserable. <laughs> well, he normally has like this really sharp vest on, but yeah. I think the vest was just not working today. Feel free to unbutton a couple buttons there, Sam. I think I just want to take it all off. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? You know, we've had this discussion, and I, we've said no many times, so I'm just This is gonna... Comics Exchange After Dark. This is, all right, this is the... <laughs> oh, yeah. PG-13. <laughs> no, no. We're going NC-17. <laughs> is there still the comics code? Is that still around? No. So, that has not been for quite some time. Yeah, actually, probably the last maybe 10 years. Yeah. But it was it was just something done to make... So you had this kind of weird public It was backlash. done to save the comics industry right. in the 40s. Right. So, so the same 50s. way you kind of had, I think, when we were kids, you had like the scare about rap lyrics, Dungeons & Dragons, <laughs> Dungeons heavy metal music. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah, all yeah. the parents were kind of... Well, yeah. in the 50s, it was comic books... Uh, motorcycles, cigarettes, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah. so they went after comic books as a way of kind of scare, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, there was kind of a Wild West with comic books, though. There were monster books that were a little bit scary for kids, but they oh, were absolutely. comics aimed at kids. Yes. So it's, yeah, so, I, I get the point, but it's still, it was just it was, over the top. It was, well, it was an easy way for them to let retailers know. So if I'm, if I'm Mrs. Jones and I own Mrs. Jones Market and I've got a little comic stand in my market in 1942, I don't keep up with comics. You know, yeah. I, I just own this market, but yep. I can know that if I order these comics that have the stamp on it, that then I don't have to read them because someone's already pre-approved these books yeah. for me. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I. So if you're if you're just kind of the not necessarily the direct market, which wasn't around back then. Back then it was all newsstands. So if you're just a newsstand vendor, yep. you don't. I mean, that's way you don't have to be. Uh, if a parent comes and says this is appropriate for my kid, you look if it's got the comics code authority. Yeah, right there. There it is. Yeah. yeah. You show the parent, and the parent says okay. And it was a Spider-Man book that. Got the got it lifted right. The the it was a drug. Was well, it Spider Man or was it? Was there were th- yeah. There were right. There were three Spider Man issues that were, were, were dealing drug with issues. dealing with heroin, dealing with intravenous drugs. Right, yeah. and, and so they didn't do. Um, I don't think any of those three have the Comics nope. Code Authority nope. on. That was the first they time def- they defied the, the code because mm-hmm. this was a really important issue. It was a social issue yeah. they wanted to address. And so they they just and so then Marvel just said, well, hell with it. I'm not putting them on any yeah. anymore. So mm-hmm. yeah. And I guess in the 2010s is when they just decided. Yeah, they. Uh, I think DC dropped it first, and then Marvel followed suit like a year later. I mean, John like Byrne that. did that She-Hulk run with with basically where she like rips it down and wraps it around her. She's naked yeah. underneath it. So yeah, yeah, that was clearly the flaunting it. So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's good because I I think that I think people that read comics today kind of know what's appropriate for right. the ages. I I believe so. Yeah, I don't think they need it. Yeah. Well, I mean the. Yeah. I knew if you get someone new coming in that has say an eight to ten year old. Mm-hmm. As retailers like you and I are, the good thing is we can say, by the way, Walking Dead's kind of rough. Maybe you not want to read that one. Right. Yeah. The parent can make up their own mind. Mm-hmm. You know the and you can say these. Hey, these Sonic comics, My Little Pony. These are made for kids. But if a ten-year-old's out there, you can say, listen, some of these Daredevil, older Daredevil issues can be kind of rough. Right. But please understand, this is from the '80s and '90s. This is not, you know, this is not what you'd find today. In the current. Exactly. So mm-hmm. Marvel, DC, typical. That's the black label. Black Label DC, they're not going to be bad. They're going to be pretty pretty tame in comparison. Yeah. Well, and let me ask you all this as a retailer. What, and especially start, just starting your business, right? Like, yeah. you, y'all, you guys have been open for how long? Uh, seven months. Seven months. Yeah. What's the hardest thing? For me, it was it was the time commitment to, to dedicate to a, a fledgling, a starting business. Yeah. But what do you guys find has been, like, the hardest thing in the first seven months? Um. Is time is the biggest because at we, we again there's four of us um brian works a manufacturing job mm-hmm. his job is very demanding it's 12 hour days some days six days a week 
some weeks, oh, wow. six weeks, six days a week. So he can't get in very much. Sam is another one who works at retail job. It was it's in he's in Knoxville and he lives in Seymour and we're right. in Clinton. So oh, wow. again, Sam rarely gets to come out because he just doesn't have the opportunity. So um, our our fourth partner Jay, um, he has kind of stepped away from the business for a bit because he just. He's an introvert, and he okay. just really didn't enjoy the business, and then okay. he just didn't enjoy the day-to-day. So during the summer, because I have a teaching job with Knox County Schools, mm-hmm. I'm there every day. And so we've got a, a couple part-timers that are really, really helping out. They've been fantastic to give me a little sanity. But, yeah, you're there every day, and it's like yeah. it's, a, it's a big deal. Yeah. And, I, and, Bill, I know you're here every day except for Sunday and Monday, right? Uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, four days a week is a big deal. Because oh, yeah. you don't just work. I work know, twelve hour days. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's and it, you've been around for so long. You built up such a good base. I guarantee people miss you when you're not there. I think it's really cool. Yeah. And at some point we'll get to that too, uh, which is kind of the, the goal. But uh, and at some point soon, Sam will be coming back in because maybe in July his schedule loosens up a little bit. Which oh, good. Is, you know, kind of how fun yeah. it is. But um, do you like being in the store, like getting to know the customers? And that's my favorite part. Uh, yeah. Getting to know the customer base, making not only friends but family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And getting those connections that last for a lifetime. From my previous store that I owned, uh, I've still got people that reach out to me on a weekly basis to see and check in uh, how I'm doing and, and vice versa. Yeah. So that's, and that's awesome. Me too. I mean, I get I get people from from uh, when I worked at Nirvana Comics to still talk to me about books, and uh, they'll. I have some that several of my customers, my old so subscribers, live in Clinton, mm-hmm. and then will come in to see me for things that they just can't find other places, which is really nice. It's like because we sell comics, video games, toys. We have um, some. We have earrings and lounge fly bags. I mean, nice. All thanks to Sam, we've yeah. had a lot. Wait, of, you sell earrings? Yeah. Oh, that's we actually have yeah. like Pokemon earrings, and it's actually really, really cool. Yeah. Okay. But Sam's influence, because he's the fourth partner, we've had this kind of all-encompassing feel where it's not just one thing. Right. And it's been really great because we have women who come in and shop with us who don't feel like they're going to hit on or harassed. We have the things that they're looking for too. And right. I, we've cultivated a nice market within Clinton. It's not huge yet, but it's mm-hmm. growing. It grows every day. Well, so, it, isn't that one of the benefits of having when you have multiple partners is that somebody can cover someone else's weakness, right? Like you can kind of you can kind of yeah. Voltron up and yeah. like you know you got the one guy who's the toy guy, you got the one person who knows comics, you got right. the one person who handles the action figures or the right. the manga. Um, so yeah, yeah, in that sense, it's yeah. uh, and also to just to to spread around the sweat equity so everybody's not working. <laughs> You know, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Otherwise, yeah, yeah I, I know when we when we first opened, that was the issue that we had was the John still had a job at the Knoxville News Sentinel, and I didn't, and I was logging a lot more hours to the store than he was, yeah. but he was contributing in other ways to kind of make up for it. And so you have to kind of find a balance, right, when you right. have partners there as far as you know hours worked and, and uh, contributions. Well, that's, what are, it's what are your hours right now? We are uh, eleven to six Monday. Oh, I'm sorry, Monday through Saturday. Monday through We're Saturday. Only closed on Sundays. Okay. Funny enough, now our Saturdays have started to shoot up because they mm-hmm. realize that there's no one there, and they're like, oh, I can go comfortably in here and go shop or talk, and mm-hmm. they, they don't have to worry about it. So, and have you found that you've taken a you've gotten a lot of the business from the comic store that was there beforehand weirdly enough yeah we have some because there are people that miss steve yeah. um from from clinton cars collectibles because that oh, store was there for like 30 something years yes he was i mean oh, he'd wow. been and he'd it been in, like a, yeah, he'd been three different locations i mean but the funny thing is that people now i'm fil- getting this filter they're hearing about us more and more they're like i know there's a comic book store here it's, it's like i see people that have literally walked past our store a dozen times to go to the restaurant mm-hmm. that suddenly stop and turn and look and they're looking at the sign like Oh, 
there's a comic book store here, and they come inside. There's a comic book store huh. here. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think it's fantastic. It's it, you know, foot traffic is a thing. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. And word of mouth. Oh yes, yeah. very much so. I've I've had a lot of really nice people coming in and go, you know what? Let me pass me your pass me your business cards out, and they, I would get business from it. And now, Gary, you used to work at a comic book store. Well, I've actually I own my own comic book store in West Virginia called Jacob's Treehouse. That That's was. Right. 20 years ago now wow okay yeah. uh, almost 20 it was like 18 years ago so it's right around when the ultimate stuff was going on yes um, and now we're back now, we're, now it's full circle yeah. um, I named it after my oldest is Jacob and and, uh, and it's like we started off in this little kiosk in a mall mm-hmm. and then we went to a bigger inline like a 4,000 square foot store I don't know how exactly I filled that up but, right. but we did Magic the Gathering of Pokemon and yeah. we did Hero Clicks. but I sold tons of comics too because it was a small town, mm-hmm. and there was nothing else around. In fact, the closest comic book store to us was an hour away. Okay. So I got a lot of local people switch to us, and um, I was there for about four years, and we left to go move to South Carolina, my, my wife and my son and I, and sold to a friend. And so that's that kind of what happened to that. But um, but you had that itch that you wanted to work in the comic right. store. Yeah, I mean, when I moved to South Carolina, I, I still bought comics, and I, but I kind of kind of waned a bit because some of that passion kind of went away because there's other things to be passionate about. And when I moved, when I got divorced and moved back to Virginia from South Carolina, um, I inherited my brother-in-law's collection, like a large collection of comics from the 90s. And essentially, you know, he was moving He was moving to Spain. He couldn't keep it all, so I got all of it. Yes, I went to own a comic book store again, but when right. I moved, I found, I, I was divorced, I met my current wife and moved to Knoxville. And at, at first, I just worked some some odd part-time jobs, mm-hmm. and then uh, I met Richard. Uh, I met him at the because the store is just opening. My friend David and I we were doing a podcast, and for whatever reason, we just kind of realized that where we we're podcasting was not a good place. Nirvana would be better. Right. Um, got to be close friends with um, uh, Amber Davis, Richard's wife, and and Amber and Richard became very close friends of mine. They really were for a long time, and. Uh, but I, and I, this is like when Nirvana first opened. Well, right? they, yeah, they've been open for just a few months when I started working there, just part time. Okay. And then Richard made a deal with Chris, you know, the owner of Level Up and Seymour, and we put comics in there. And eventually, when he moved to a larger location, I became kind of a permanent fixture at that store for Sam. Was it about a year? I mean, quite yeah, a about year. About a year and a half. Yeah, about yeah. a year and a half. Okay, a year and oh, a half. Wow. So, and I just traveled back and forth, you know, whenever I was there. And mm-hmm. um, and then of course Sam bought Chris out, and when he did, I became almost a partner to Sam not a monetary partners and I right. wasn't involved but work I became partner. a work partner as in I was this there is where you and Sam yeah that's where up. Sam and I got to be friends it's like you know, we work together every day okay and so so um, you would be sometimes at leveled up I was I was always at but well, it became Nirvana gaming oh, and okay. I was I was there permanently it's it's not until 20 2018 I went back to Nirvana full-time mm-hmm. and uh, I went back to because essentially what happened is Richard had decided that he kind of wanted to step away as okay. manager and he wanted someone to handle it for him which is what I did okay and so that we were good there um, in 2020 of course the pandemic hit but uh, we've been tapped to do a TV show called swap shop on Netflix and um, Richard and Amber and I filmed the show in August September and October of 2020 mm-hmm. and of course so you guys filmed a pilot no, no. Well, yeah, it was. Well, it was. It was never a pilot. It was always just a show that we picked up for Netflix, kind of like Comic Book Men. Okay. Uh, they knew what they were going to do. There was no pilot needed. It was boom. Was and, it because like was it going to be because of Discovery is like near us? No, it was the guys who filmed Comic Book Men and American Pickers. 
they had pitched this idea of a another comic book store show to Netflix. Oh. And Netflix was like, hey, that's great, but you have only old guys with beards, <laughs> and they're all just worst comic ever. So right. yeah, yeah, it didn't yeah. work for them. So they yeah. said, search around East Tennessee and look at other people doing different things, and that's... Well, this is the this is the story I've heard anyway. Right. I'm sure it's not quite quite correct, but and I apologize to anyone I'm getting it wrong with. But so then they found people in um, Clinton and in Tazewell, and they based it off of this radio show out of uh, Gordonsville. There's, there's a radio show and it's been on for like 50 years, mm-hmm. and it's called Swap Shop. And people call in and say, I got a bunch of inflatable, you know, wacky, wild inflatable tube guys I want to sell. Yep. Here's my number. Come out and see me. Or I got a I got a whole house. I got you know it's a hoarder house I need to get rid of. To come pick it up. So that's what the premise of the show was. And we filmed. It was great. It was fun. We had great people we worked with. Um, but Amber died in December 2020. Mm-hmm. That because she had was it was it liver issues? She had kidney disease. Kidney disease. Yeah. And um, when I met her, she was at 10 percent uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 viability. And by the time she passed, she was at one percent. Wow. And I remember that when she passed, I thought it was like one of the great parts about like the community we have for comic books is like Mm -hmm. everybody kind of came together for that. Yes, very much so. The the outpouring to Richard and to us was great. I've got stories of of death and family and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, David and and Golden Age told us about his wife. And it was really very special. Right. That hurt everybody. It really did. Yeah. this was my wife's best friend. Period. Yeah. This, oh, this no was kidding. her best friend. Mm-hmm. When when my first son was born, my, my first with my with my current wife, uh, mm-hmm. Roland, uh, she was going through postpartum horribly. And I remember the, my favorite story about Amber is, well, there's a bunch of them, but get back to work, monkey. I'm not paying <laughs> you to stand there. But uh, no, she was awesome. But yeah. she would. Uh, my wife's having a hard time, and it's it's you know, it's rough, and she's she can't get her to get it together because she got postpartum. Mm. And, so Amber calls and says, hey, I need socks. Mm. She said, what do you mean you need socks? I need socks. Let's go to the mall. I need socks. Come help me buy socks. So they spent six hours shopping for socks. You know how many socks Amber bought? Zero. Zero. Yeah. She just wanted to get Heather out of the house. Yeah. And it's that's a, sometimes what you need. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just so, absolutely someone to either talk to uh, or... Like anybody that <clears throat> suffers like mental health issues mm-hmm. knows that oh, like, yeah. you're, you're trapped in a house that almost becomes like a prison. And that's really kind of what that, it was. Yeah. But Amber... <laughs> she was a quality person she was. Oh, she was amazing. She, she was, could sense that's, that right. her friend was hurting. Right. She was yeah. our first babysitter. She actually... When I had, oh. to, when I had to work full-time, um, before I went on full-time with, with Richard... Right. She took Roland to work with her. She sorted books and no put kidding. stuff out with Roland in the, in the crib, sitting next to her, on our little pack and play. I mean, yeah. so I mean that's that's his yeah. family as it gets. Yeah. So yeah, when after she passed, it wasn't long before I just I, it was it was too much not being with her. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and Richard obviously has stepped away too, and it's. It's a it's a big change. So that but, part, you realized you were going to transition out of the. Did yeah, you at the back of your head go, I, "I'd love to still open my own comic shop." Later oh yeah, on, I mean, there was no real opportunity at the time. It was, it was what it was. It was right after the pandemic. Right after pandemic, where the pandemic whole was idea of online. opening a right. new comic store was probably right. like very scary. So I started working uh, for as a as one of the sped teachers for Knox County Schools, and um, uh, that was it's been really rewarding. I'm still there. Uh, a couple of my customers from Nirvana approached me and we talked about the business and kind of we what we wanted to do and that's kind of how it come in but we called Sam because of Sam's knowledge. Right. Where were you at this point Sam? Were you at the jewelry? Probably crying myself to sleep in a pillow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> during yeah. that time of life I was uh, going through a divorce. Uh, yeah. I've actually just been through one and I was literally buying probably tens of thousands of dollars worth of stuff off Facebook Marketplace 
immediately listing it on eBay as soon as I received it and cleaned it up and then selling it. And that's how I was living. Okay. Uh, I was making, I was buying things, turning them, buying things, turning them as if I had a store. And then, and that's got to be stressful anyway, right? Like, yes. This is not like a full steady income coming in. Yeah. No, because eventually people caught on to what I was doing and they started doing it too. Oh, really? And then everybody started getting an idea of, you know, what their things are worth. So people yeah, wanted yeah, more yeah. money for what they had. Yep. Um, so I still do it to this day and I've, I've found other means of finding inventory. During that time, it, it, it was... It was very stressful. Um, I was literally homeless for about a month. Oh, God. Um, I, I was living in my mom's house. I had my car and my two cats, and that's pretty much it. Wow. So to say I'm homeless isn't quite the truth, right. but I, I didn't have a place of my own. No, that's the same thing. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it is. So honestly, I mean, Couchsurfing like, is still homeless. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and during that time, I actually uh, met my uh, now fiance, Heather. Awesome. Uh, so Heather and I got together. Uh, different Heather than my wife. Just we're just pointing yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Used to be very <laughs> yeah, clear. Yeah. We're different Mar- Heather. Martha. <laughs> what? What's weird though is Garen still calls me his work wife. I don't understand. <laughs> it's work girlfriend. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Let's be real clear about that. I thought I told you it's side piece. Side, you have advanced, side piece. You have advanced to the next even better yeah. side piece. So 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 you're you're going through a rough time. Yeah. And. And now, do you approach? Do you approach Garen about me, or does he approach you? Uh, Garen calls me up one day, and he's like, "So, how would you like to possibly come meet some of my friends and make a comic book shop?" Huh. And I was like, well, "I don't know what I can add. I've got you know a couple long boxes. Comic books aren't really my thing." Which uh, I still have not seen. That's always fun. It's yeah, fun. yeah, you know, <laughs> well, there's some good stuff in there. I know there's good stuff. That's <laughs> why you want to bring it in. Uh, so. I uh, he wanted to let me know what I had to offer, and I didn't realize at that time that I had something to offer. But mm-hmm. I had a skill of uh, finding toys, video games, and I was still working cons with my friend David Ellis, who runs Force Power Collectibles. Who is a Star time. Wars guru? That guy oh, is a Star wow. Wars nut. Yeah. If you've yeah, ever been to Fanboy and seen the Star Wars booth, that's him. That's, that's him. him. Yeah. Uh, with all the. 10,000 feet worth of uh, he's gonna enjoy your Yoda series. story when he listens to this episode. <laughs> it would break his heart, <laughs> yeah. dude. <if> someone t- <laughs> <laughs> so he so so he so Garen said, Hey, do you want to come meet with us? And yeah, so I uh drove up to Clinton begrudgingly because it's a long trip and uh, it's only 45 minutes to an hour, it's not, not bad, bad. Yeah. Well, not too bad, I guess. <laughs> I got things to do and people to see from Seymour, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I, I drove up, uh, had the opportunity to meet Brian and Jay and their uh, spouses and really got along well. Basically presented to them uh, my story of how I used to own Nirvana Gaming in Seymour, Tennessee, which was formerly Level Up, and then the, the unfortunate closure of that store, mm. and then uh, the rebirth of uh, that idea called Phoenix Gaming. Oh, I see the yeah. Yeah. Rise, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So uh, Phoenix Gaming is my company that I partner with Force Power Collectibles at cons. David sells the Star Wars stuff. I sell the video games, knickknacks, lounge fly purses, all kinds of nerdy crap that you can uh-huh. think of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it just worked. Uh, and, and David and I are very good friends. I guess Garen saw that and decided that that would be a great way for me to help them out and add another avenue of revenue right. and, and another thing, another category uh, for people to shop with. Right. In the store, do you do a lot of like newer games or is it usually like older and collectible? So our focus right now is mainly retro. Okay. But what's really weird about that is 
a lot of places that do video games are now considering Xbox 360, PS3, PS4, Xbox One, all those retro because the current is, you know, PS5 and well, Xbox One. two generations X. past. So yeah. I guess yeah, yeah, retro maybe. kind of fits. It you does. just don't want to do it as retro because then you uh, you realize, hey, I'm old. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to. But if you call it retro or vintage, you get to charge 30% more. Exactly. Well, I guess yeah. that makes so. sense because the PS3 came out 2004, 2005-ish? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm having like a... Do the math, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you're starting to add that to your retro stuff as well? Yes. So we, we carry some new things. We do have some PS5 games. I think we've got a couple Xbox uh, Series X. Okay. Uh, in the future, we will be carrying new Switch, mm-hmm. uh, Xbox Series X, and oh, cool. uh, PS5. Okay. Um, we're just waiting for a little more establishment yeah. uh, for yeah. the crowd. And then once that begins, we'll have pre-orders for those titles. Um same titles you get at Walmart. Yeah. I guess you're going to start doing new games. This is a great year to do them. Oh, yeah. It's, absolutely. It's yeah. ridiculous. This is the time. This yeah. is some like, great stuff. I don't understand why yeah. they put so much stuff like for, on for top of each other. Yeah, it's it's overwhelming, uh, to say the least. Uh, it feels like there's a new title every week. Yeah. Uh, and, and sometimes there is. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's almost as often as you know, comic book releases. But just Lost. June alone, Final Fantasy <clears throat> 16, yep. Street Fighter 6 and Diablo 4. Right. Like, those are big games. Heavy, heavy hitters. Yeah. Those are heavy hitters. Like Galaga. Yes. Galaga. Yes. Galaga? Just, did you Galaga? say Galaga? Because, like, you know, a one quarter, dude, I was a terror on Galaga, <laughs> Galaga man. I played for one quarter. I played like 40 wow. minutes, dude. Okay. So, when you open the shop. <laughs> All right. <that's> good. <laughs> so we, thank you for sharing. I'm yes. trying to get this on focus. <laughs> Look at me being the good guy. Hang on. Let me, let me ask let me ask a question. So, because as a uh, as a business store owner, I know when you first open, you're just looking for any revenue streams, right? Yeah, Anything. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so I think in that aspect, it's good, right? Because you have, you know, you have games that can draw people in. Yeah. You have comics that can draw people in. You'll yeah. have merchandise. You'll have toys. Right. You have uh, t-shirts. You know, I mean, apparel. So, yeah. I mean, and then initially, I mean, so when we first opened, it was right before the Pokemon craze hit. Yeah. I didn't want to run Pokemon leagues on Friday night. I had stuff to do. But guess what I was doing on Friday night? I was running Pokemon leagues. Yep. You know why? Because we were selling a boatload of Pokemon cards. That's right. Moms yeah. would come in and they would drop that credit card down and they'd buy. And we were ordering Japanese Pokemon cards from Hawaii. Ooh. We found a place out of Hawaii called King's Collectibles. They'd get them from the Japanese mainland because uh, they were so close to Japan that yeah. the shipping didn't eat us alive. That was a problem with the order from Japan. Yeah. So, I mean, I respect that because that's exactly what you have to do. And then, uh, and then from there, you know, you find what works best for you. It's almost like when you go to a buffet, yeah. right? And uh, Ron can back me up on this because <laughs> when we go to the no, no, oh, saying, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 but then you realize, okay, what's working for me is the waffles, the roast beef, which yep. works. And then, so the next, you focus on what works. At first, you try a little bit of everything, and you say, all right, I'm gonna stay away from the Mugu guy pan. So nice. okay, so when you guys meet up and you say, hey, we're gonna merge uh, my guys comics mm-hmm. and Phoenix Gaming. Yeah. You both brought the product because I assume you had the most of the video games and the toys and everything like yes, that. Yes, that's correct. Sam okay. brought in a little cash. Um, I, Brian and Jay and I brought some cash, but a ton of a ton of comic books. Okay. So that was that was the thing. So I mean, I, all of, almost everything of mine. Yeah. I, I, I left. There's a few things that I kept. Like, I've got the first Jonah Hex. It's nice. it's in nice condition. Yeah. It's 
that's not going anywhere. That's, that's okay. always going to be mine. But anything Star Trek or Hellboy, I kept as well. So, yeah. but everything else is gone. Every yeah. key, every first appearance, every yeah. everything is at the store. That's what you have to do when yeah. you first open. Is yeah, if, no. if you're not if you're not heavily capitalized, your inventory is your capital. Exactly. And so you yeah. just sell off the stuff that you collected that you love. Exactly. And it breaks yeah. your heart sometimes. But yeah, there's pay, there's books the that I'm like that should be 500 bucks to sold for three. Yeah. Oh, have yeah. you noticed an uptick like as the months have progressed? Um, we, I mean the the keys and first appearances, uh, we're, we're we still continuously sell, but okay. new comics, that's the thing that has done very well. Yeah, and I, I and I can't say this enough. There's lessons I learned from Nirvana Comics that I didn't learn from my own store, but if you're not buying, you're dying. You have to keep buying new things. Right. You have to have new products in the store in order to keep moving. Sam actually taught me a really valuable lesson on that as well a long time ago when it came to buying video games. Right. Because, I mean, Sam is a king when it comes to buying video <laughs> games. I mean, this guy, he had a guy bringing a collection of stuff, and the guy's like, I don't know, give me 50 bucks. Sam's like, I'll give you 100. And it was worth way more than that. I mean, yeah. like, a st- astounding number. And I think Sam was, like, shaking. He was so giddy. But um, This is a good was, market right now for video oh, games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially vintage stuff. Home, yeah. Play yeah. video games. Um, yeah. yeah, so... But I've done the same thing with comics. I've done the same thing with vintage toys. It's people... people. There's things that people want, and you kind of know what they want. Some right. things you have to guess on, but for the most part, it's not that hard. And there's, like, a, a good intersection between comic fans and video game fans. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that earlier when we were talking about revenue streams. They they definitely cross over. Yes. Um, you've got people who read comics. Nine times out of ten, they're probably going to play video games, too. Right. And in video games, it doesn't go quite the other way, but there's still a significant number of people who play video games who also read comics. Right. And then you've got Pokemon cards, Magic cards, right. the new Lorcana, uh, Disney card <laughs> game that's coming out. That's going to be insane. Are you... Yeah. What's this now? A new so, Disney card game? So there's a new Disney card game called Lorcana. Okay. Uh, and it is basically Magic and Four. Disney mixed. mixed together. Oh, God. It's amazing. I mean, you'll yeah. have, you know, every version of Mickey possible, every version of Donald. I mean, like, yeah. obscure characters and... We, no one really truly knows, knows it's coming yet because they haven't announced any everything. It's just a couple just cards. Sneak peeks. Yeah, yeah, it's like so we don't know when the it's actually. It's hitting. actually launching this uh, September, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Are the, ga- are the game mechanics like Magic? Yes, very, very much so. In fact, uh, there's uh, some controversy over the word tap. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's most TCG now has the same essential mechanics. There's things they change and things that are different, but essentially the same type of game. Pokemon has energy cards, Magic's got mana, but I mean, you're basically you utilize a resource to get yeah. out your yeah that's your pretty much creature it. So, or your animal. Uh, Lorcana, we're not entirely sure how they're going to play. We think it's going to be more like Yu-Gi-Oh and how they play and some of it, but we're not sure yet because again we haven't seen the mechanics. Right. But we're definitely anybody wants to get it in September. Oh yeah, are going to be able to find we it. have. We have, we're, we're putting in a lot of money because this, I think, is going to be massive. I think you're not going to sell packs of cards. I think you're going to sell cases to people. Especially to Disney collectors. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you probably go through those Disney variants fast, right? People, people come in, they'll just buy the cover just because it's a Disney cover. Yeah. Yeah. Or when they would do the comics, I don't know if y'all remember this, but there's been comics based on different Disney attractions. So they did yep. uh, Galaxy's Haunted Edge. Mansion. Yeah. They did yeah. Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. They did Tiki Electric Room or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those even and the scar book I think does well for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah. Disney fans are they're a, a huge, huge uh, force of collectors. Then you've got the speculators too. People looking at it like a new game, just like Pokemon when it came out. A first edition booster box can sell for a lot of money. We're talking oh, yeah, triple yeah, digits. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, uh, six figures. Uh, so yeah. you've got speculators that are probably going to be buying up a lot of Lorcana as well. Yeah, and Disney uh, collectors have a lot of money. Yes. So yeah. 
So that kind of makes sense. Will you guys like try to also like teach the people in your store how to oh, play the course. game? Oh, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you do tournaments or anything like that yet? Uh, we don't yet, but it's something that we're working on. Um, okay. Right now, quite frankly, it's just a space issue. Yeah, play space okay. is yeah, it's tough. Yeah. We're at a premium. You know, right. We're only 1,100 square feet. Yeah. So it's not that big. With the housing market and everything like being expensive for rent and everything, mm-hmm. did you guys have a lot of like looking around to try to find the perfect location? We actually looked at about 25 different places. Um, wow. Brian and I drove around for the better part of a, of a Sunday. We looked in. Now, we only concentrated on Oak Ridge and Clinton because, quite frankly, they're underserved areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. is that no one is in uh, is in clinton right now doing another comic book store is shocking but clinton cards collectibles i mean steve just didn't take care of the place so when richard and i first filmed swap shop the first place we went is there richard fell through the floor because the floor had been so you know i believe it yeah it was crazy yeah was terrible so someone owns it now and someone is supposed to be turning it into a vintage store not not antiques but vintage i think he said he's gonna do vintage books records stuff like that vinyl Mm -hmm. comics a little bit of everything which is actually kind of a neat idea i love that yeah because if you combine those things together it could be a fantastic market you've got like a little mckay's in downtown clinton exactly i think that would work really well and it would be a departure from the antique stores that are there so uh there you know there's a tattoo place in clinton do you know that Hmm. like right on market street it's Ah. actually really neat to me i've i've talked to the owners they're really nice people it's like this is it yeah. seems like it's a very eclectic, all the kind of stores they have yeah. on, in Clinton, uh, the downtown. Well, There's as a Mystic Orb, they got oh, all, yeah. yeah. So as the, as the older generation kind of dies off, you're going to start seeing more and more of these millennials coming in. Why don't you look at me things. when you said that? I didn't say, <laughs> you I did. I looked over it. You looked right at me. You said when the older generation you. dies off, Dude, you're I'm older than right you. I'm older than you, so I don't want to hear it. Exactly. Uh, no, I don't want uh, mm, Nope. So I am definitely the older generation, but... <laughs> But no, you're, yeah, I think you're, I think, yeah, you're, I think it's, that's, that could be a really good thing, especially for a small town. And we, and it's funny, we even, we talked about reality is that there's what, eight comic book stores just in Knoxville, or eight, eight places yeah. that sell comics new It's and one old. of those things when people push the narrative that it's a dying, like, Hell it's, no. the comic industry is dying. It's like, I don't no, see it. a, there's more comic book stores in Knoxville. There are town Charlotte, in Knoxville. You know? Yeah. Can, and all of them survived COVID. Yeah. 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 No, right. no closures. No, nope. it was really yeah. good. It so, was, yeah, it was that was a big deal. So, it clearly is a market that's working. It's clearly people are, are, are wanting to keep going. So yep. that's a big deal. And, you know, we, again, we get people coming in buying video games every single day. They look at systems. How to, we have a, a fat PS3, the 60 gig, which is the one you can play backwards compatible with PS2 and PS3 games. I don't know how it's still sitting in my store. <laughs> I don't because it is extremely desirable. It's one of those systems that, honestly, every, every PlayStation collector wants to have. Yep. I had a guy today who was like, you know what? I've seen it three times now. I'm like, it's it's there if you want it. He's like, I know. I got, I got to make a decision. I'm going to talk to my wife. I'm like, all right. So hopefully it'll be gone tomorrow, Maybe I think. it's the way you're calling it fat. You should call it thick yeah. instead. Yeah. Yeah. People like this. <laughs> they like the with, thick stuff. But that's the fat C's. things. You know? He's got to have two C's. Two C's. Yeah. Um, yeah. But do you find, because I know you said uh, you have uh, like part-time workers and everything. Yeah. Are they usually, do you make sure they're knowledgeable in both the games and the video We games? just hire people the off the streets. The video yeah, games. we have, they don't know anything. No. <laughs> you, take, you take what you can get, Ron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got really lucky. The, our two guys, Tim and Kyle, yeah. and they've come, they kind of stepped in because when I can't be there for a you know, dentist appointment, doctor appointment, whatever, but yeah. Tim is, he, he runs, he part runs a, a comic book podcast, so he is extremely knowledgeable. There's more comic book podcasts than just us? What? Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, but and Kyle I, it's, you meet people that are good salesmen. Yeah, and I yeah, used yeah. to say, 
look, Sam can outsell me any day of the week. Okay. He can sell anything to anybody. This man yep. sold crappy LG phones to people walking in wanting an iPhone. He's got to be commended. See, there's smacked that, and commended. Wait a minute. Disregard the Android LG people. phone from Sam. What? <laughs> <laughs> See? See what I mean? See? So, yeah, but I mean, but no, Sam, but Kyle can outsell me. He sold me a flip phone earlier today. (laughs) I saw that out in the parking lot. I was wondering what y'all doing out the trunk. It's 300. I'm losing money. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, we've been very fortunate. These guys are really, really great. And it's hard to find good help. It really is. It's not even just the good help part, it's the people that people are passionate about the product. So, this is the thing you can find anyone to work at a complex. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I if I ask, I'll have a hundred people raise oh, their yeah, hand because yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's you a probably great have job. people coming in because I get it on your social medias All where people time. ask, "Hey, yeah. are you guys hiring?" The hard part is finding someone like you said, Garen, is finding someone that oh, you know yeah. a a knows what they're doing yep. and b is going to be trustworthy. Well, you know, those, those are the two main things that you look for. Is that are they gonna, are they going to be there on time? Are they going to be nice to customers and they know what they're doing? You know, that's yeah. that's, that's, that's the, the thing. It, people, I, when I worked at Nirvana, they were like, "Oh, you got a good job." So I'm like, "All right, well, let me tell you what we do here." Mm-hmm. And after ten minutes, we tell them they go, "Yeah, I don't want to work here." Yeah. I mean, like, the, so one of my one of my best buddies, my best friends, Brad Duncan, mm-hmm. he's that guy who quite literally, he can sell anything to anybody because he's fantastic. But he is a comic book, a fount of knowledge, he and is. I've never seen someone work so hard at making mm-hmm. bags and boards at moving boxes, at sorting. I mean, I've never seen someone go after a long box and try to find the keys in it like Brad. He's amazing. Yeah. So, I, Yeah, I yeah. think he's going to come on the podcast. I would uh, love to see him on here. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's very passionate about what he does. He's, he's, he's amazing. So, yeah, yeah, I think he'd love it. Might have to have the, the bleep button. So, for Brad. So. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Lots hey, of We try to do it all ages. Lots know? of swearing. But, yeah. you know, that's okay. Um, but, and Bill's known Brad for how long? You know, 20 golly, years? So, yeah, he was a customer at the store for I think a few years before Nirvana opened maybe five or six years so yeah. I've known him for, yeah. for ages yeah. Yeah, yeah Brad's a swell guy yeah he's, yeah. he's pretty awesome but so. I hope is um, we'll have you guys both on again like maybe near the first year because I am curious sure. to see um, maybe we can get like a uh, like a one year report like after they've been yeah. in business for sure. like a year yeah yeah. I tell you as a small business they say that if you can make it past this is uh, I don't know what the statistics are but they said if you can make it past two years I think 90% of the businesses will survive, yeah. but it's just making it from, from incubacy to, to two years, you know? Yeah. And I guess you guys were prepared when you all decided to take do this initiative, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not going to tell you how little we're paying in rent, but it is obscenely low. We got a really good deal on rent. It's nice. And it's really all we're paying for is rent and internet and, and a, a store phone. That's oh really? Yeah, an ADT. Did he sell honestly. you like a flip phone for the store? <laughs> yes, he did. It's disgusting. And, I, and he, he's like, he, it was like two hundred bucks for this phone. I'm like, I'm not paying you two hundred dollars for this phone. It's junk. No. Is this a clamshell? <laughs> this is, this is a, two cans with a string. <laughs> We're yeah, not just, that stupid, Sam. <laughs> and where? What's the address for people? Uh, Four hundred five Cullum Street. Uh, Cullum that's Street. How do you spell that? Cullum C C U L L O M. O-M? Yeah. Okay. C-U-L-L-O-M. So, so, yeah, if you're putting that in your GPS. Yeah. Um, and Mondays through Saturday. Monday through Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Definitely get out there and, and see him. Ron, yeah. we should make a road trip, dude. Let's do it. Let's get out to drive to Clinton. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to I'd like to check it out because I think that's uh, that's interesting in the market because we don't have any stores that are comic books and video games. Now, so, I think that's It's a thing across the country, but for some reason here in locally, it's not. Well, and yeah. I tell you, now that Steve's gone... I can tell you a Steve story real quick. When I drove me and so me and a buddy. Did he mine, fall through one of those holes? We drove. We drove out to. <laughs> we drove out to Clinton Cards and Comics, and this was probably 20 years ago. 
and uh, we get out there. It was monsooning. We were on the interstate. It was you were driving like 30 miles an hour on the interstate. You could barely see the brake lights in front of you. Yeah. And uh, we get out there. We run in the store. We're soaking wet. And Steve's mom is working. And uh, and uh, we've been in there maybe five or ten minutes. And all of a sudden, he says, "Mom, mom." <laughs> And it was kind of like um, Will Ferrell's character that's living in the basement. What's the movie? Step Brothers. Step Brothers. It had that vibe, a strong vibe. He was like, Mom. Make me a sandwich. He was like, yes, Steve. And he goes. Look in your right hand. He says, have you gotten the the long box of comics out of my trunk yet? And she said, said, no, uh, I I completely forgot about it. I was taking my medicine. He said, well, go out there and get them. And, And he made his mom go out in this monsoon, pouring rain. And carry this long box of comics. She must have been 80 years old at the time. Whoa! And uh, she's carrying them in, and, and she lugs them in in the rain. And then, uh, and then my buddy Shawnee says, "Hey, can I see? Uh, you've got a stack of Silver Age Spider-Man's there in your glass showcase, right by your knee." Steve's standing behind the showcase, right? Like he's literally behind it. Yeah. And he says, "Can I see the stack so I can see the books that are underneath the top Spider-Man? Because I collect Silver Age Spideys." Yeah. Steve goes, "Sure, you can." He turns around, "Mom, mom." <laughs> We got a customer here. He wants some attention on the the Spider-Man. Mom, why'd you fall in a hole? You knew right there was bad. You knew that floor was bad. He literally could have bent bent down. They were right at his knee. He had to slide the glass in. And so so the mom, now she's all wet, right? Because she's been outside. She has to get behind Steve's counter, and it's counter's block where he's got these short boxes. Yeah. And she goes to step over the short boxes, and because her foot's wet, she slips. She catches herself on the glass showcase. Like, she almost, I mean, her head was probably six inches from Whoa. the corner of the showcase. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. She catches herself, and uh, she goes, and she, she grabs the, she opens the sliding glass door. She hands the books to Sean, the, the Silver Age Spider-Mans. Sean goes through them. He turns to me, and he whispers in a real low voice. He says, got every single one of these but I don't know what to do. and I said what do you mean he says she did you died. see that she almost killed herself dude he says I said I said just pick the cheapest one and buy it yeah so he found like one that was like twenty dollars that he already had and he bought it simply because Steve made his mom traverse the store yeah. and, 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 and like do a, a like a pommel horse over the short box to get behind <laughs> the counter, and I, I, and I remember leaving. I said, Sean, I said that's probably his tactic. He probably mm. makes people feel bad, horrible, yeah. horrible, yeah. and and they like it's like now he has to buy something because my mom came over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you two for coming in. Yeah, this phone is good that you sold me. I, it, <laughs> it'll work. Yeah, you know, just, if the buttons stick, you know, just wash it with some alcohol swabs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's got some name on it, uh, Russian, Chinese, I don't know what it is. Uh, Ooh, just right. don't worry about yeah, just, that. I'm scared if I say it out loud, I'll start a thing. That's not science. <laughs> we'll wipe it later, yeah. Ryan. Thank you guys, and yeah. I think around the first year we'd like to have you back on to see right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the first year. Just tell us I'd love to be back. I, I think yeah. it's fascinating to see, like, because we've had Rocky come on and he started his store like right before the pandemic, yeah. and you guys have started like, uh, you know, 2022. So I think it's yeah. curious to see like how how it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and how it's uh, how it's progressing. And hopefully so. it's not a sad story when they come back in here. No, no, no more. <laughs> there was a fire. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> the humanity. Yeah, no, no, no. No, 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 no. We only want good news. Yeah, exactly. But uh, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks, thanks for guys. Up. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having And again, me. the name of your store? My Guys Comics with Phoenix Gaming. Yes. Yeah. Check them awesome. out. Thanks, Check guys. Out. Appreciate yeah. it.
So, uh, so welcome back, Mike. Oh, my thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you went in the negative zone for a little while or something. Uh. I, I feel like just so people know, we, we usually try not to do more than four people at a time on the podcast just mm. because we feel like a lot of times you listen to a podcast and there's more than four. It kind of just gets a little hectic. Yeah. Yeah. Chaotic. Yeah. yeah, a little chaotic. So we don't want that chaos magic. So the big, I think the big news story, this actually happened last week, but I think it's still interesting to talk about now is uh, Void Rivals number one yes. caused quite a stir. Now, Bill, did, they, did Image hint at all to to you guys like that, that actually run the stores that Void Rivals was going to be something that people wanted to get? No, they did a pretty good job of keeping that hush-hush. And I tell you, I think it was mostly because it's coming out through Kirkman Skybound, Robert Kirkman, okay. the creator of Walking Dead. Yep. And he has a pretty good track record of keeping a lot of his stuff under, uh, under wraps. Because they... Rick's death and the last issue of Walking Dead was not hinted at. Oh, not that's at, a great yeah. example. Yeah, yeah, not at all. And Which, and then you know, and he probably has the the cachet and image to uh, to be able to request something like that to not have it heavily promoted. Yeah, and for it to sneak up on people. But yeah, the uh, the big thing is, I guess it looks like he's creating a shared universe between um, GI Joe and Transformers. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's it called? The Energon universe. They show. I think a page or two of um, Jetfire, right? Yep. Yeah, I did actually didn't know that spoiler. Uh, yeah. So Jetfire ends up just popping up near, almost near the end of the issue, mm-hmm. and then he just flies away. It's just a big, big one-page kind of a tease. Yeah, oh, shot okay. of you All see right. uh, Jetfire. I right. love Jetfire, by the way. He's yeah. awesome. And then at the last, they have that whole letters page where they're like, "Hey, mm-hmm. this is a new shared universe. Um, we're getting some really." Good quality people on oh, yeah, these books very, very too. Good, very good. I know. I saw what was it, Joshua Williamson mm-hmm. on um, is it the Cobra Commander series? I think both. Oh, is he doing and the Duke? I believe so. Let me get it pulled up. Joshua here. Williamson is having a moment. He is. <laughs> he, and he's he's a strong writer. Um, done a lot of stuff at DC. Not a terribly much at Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it looks like coming in September mm-hmm. will be a new Transformer series by Daniel Warren Johnson. Yes. Who yes. I think was our, both Mike and I's uh, book of the year last year. Absolutely. Do a Powerbomb. Love that book so much. Mm. Yep. And um, two new G.I. Joe minis, one featuring the origin of Duke and one featuring the origin of Cobra Commander mm-hmm. by Joshua Emson writing both of them. Right. With our, uh, I think the Duke book is Tom Riley and the Cobra Commander is Andrea Milani. And then on top of that, Larry Hama is continuing his legendary so, run right. on G.I. Joe. A lot of G.I. Joe fans were yep. really looking forward to that because he's pretty much been the definitive G.I. Joe author yep. since the 80s, yep. at least in comic mm-hmm. book form. And they're keeping the numbering, 301. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, which is, a, yeah. I mean, it's insane to think that G.I. Joe has, has gone farther than like a, a volume of Iron Man or yeah. uh, it has. So for people listening to the podcast that um, subscribe to G.I. Joe and Transformers already, mm-hmm. they're just going to be moved over to the new books. Yeah, so what we'll do is we'll grandfather, well, for the Transformers book, we'll just grandfather everybody from Transformers and over into Transformers. The Joe people, I'll probably let them, I'm not going to assume that they'll both, because they may not necessarily. But get, they're going to want it, they'll get grandfathered over to the new G.I. Joe books at least. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to give them two books. I may let, okay. the, I may let the Joe people pick if yeah. they may not, they may want to read. So probably best for people that do want to make sure they get the Transformers, mm-hmm. G.I. Joe, and Void Rivals. Yeah. To go ahead and let you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
because uh, some Joe fans, you know, they may not be down. They may be down with Cobra. They may want to read the, the, yeah. co- the Coco book. Yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting because with this Duke and Cobra Commander, um, well, first of all, I want to say that they're starting all of these universes from scratch, like the Transformers, G.I. Joe, all these new books for Skybound, completely new origins. So anyone coming on that's interested in these, you don't have to worry about prior continuities. This is just right. from day one so scratch. So numbers of three, the Liriama book is just going to be um, its own... Yeah, it'll be it'll be separate continuity, its own story okay. continuing. The, the okay. new stuff will be completely from scratch. So I'm kind of looking forward to that to myself. I, I really want just a super good G.I. Joe and Transformers right. book and a modern yeah. continuity, so I'm really looking forward to it. There's been some times, I mean, the Joe run there with um, when they had Chuckles go undercover mm. into oh, Cobra. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's been a few times where they really really treated it with respect. I think respect. that was my last favorite, last G.I. Joe run I, I read was the Chuckles mm-hmm. issues. So, yeah, 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 if you really have... I remember I thinking back in the uh, the 80s and 90s, like, you know, if you really treat, if you had someone like Tom Clancy come in and write a G.I. Joe miniseries yeah. back wow. when yeah. he was alive. Yeah. Uh, the, the fans, I mean, I, they've grown up with G.I. Joe, the key word being grown up with G.I. Yeah. Joe. So yeah. they don't, you know, they, they, they're they nostalgic for some of the old stories, but yeah. I think they, they long for, like, some serious G.I. Joe stories. Kind of like neat. how when IDW did start doing Turtles. Oh, yeah. perfect and, and, example. And they're yeah. coming off, you know, the Archie Turtles. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, here comes uh, this IDW series that treated it mature, like a, a mature subject matter. And they, they treat it with respect and and rep. And, and, re- and this kind of makes reverence. sense because, like, they probably had to go to Hasbro, who, at this point, comfortable with IDW because mm-hmm. the Transformers and G.I. Joe had been at IDW so long. For years. And say, hey, this is what we're planning to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to give this, like, we're putting our... Best people. Best on people. It. I mean, Josh Williamson right now is like one of the killing hottest, it. Yeah, he's one of the hottest mm-hmm. writers in comics. Yeah, and he's going to be doing two license. He's going to be doing a license book, yeah. and then Daniel Warren Johnson, who I think he did a Wonder Woman and a Beta Ray Bill book. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah, other yeah. than that, he's just done creator owned. Mostly so. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. And it seems like with them doing the individual books, the Duke, the Cobra Commander, it seems like they're leaning into the uh, the Marvel Universe uh, MCU stuff, where they're slowly introducing one at a time and building it and building it. Yeah. Right. So, so the big question for people out there that kind of missed it, because you sold out pretty much that day, right? Avoid rivals, yeah. 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 Um, are we getting more in? Are we getting second prints? Yeah, so we don't know. I mean, hopefully we'll get some more first prints in. We definitely have a bunch of second prints coming. But uh, but I still have people that would like to. I know Mike's one. Um, I still have people who would like to get a Is first Is there a waiting a list right print. now? Oh, for, as far as, yeah, for people waiting for one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at least worst case scenario, I'm able to hook everybody up with second prints because I'll, okay. I'll have plenty of those. But like I said, in a perfect world, yeah. I'll have some more first prints coming next week, but I, w- I won't know anything until Friday. Sh- people should be good if they want to get two and own, right? Yeah, yeah, but definitely the sooner you let me know, the better. That's, yeah. that's kind of what happens. They, they lock me out of order and, you know, from about three weeks out, maybe four weeks out. So so they didn't really give you guys any hint at all? Like, hey, you may want to order a ton of this. No, not really. Like, there was the announcement that, um, I guess y'all probably heard, maybe about five or six months ago, after IDW lost the license, a yes, month later yes. there was a, the announcement that Skybound had picked up the license. Okay, yeah. But that was pretty much... And then much, they went dark. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it went dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so everybody was just waiting for Skybound to announce a G.I. Joe number one or yeah. Transformers number one. Yeah. And Skybound had other ideas. They were, yeah. gonna, they were basically going to do like a that backdoor. They did it. yep. It's kind of yes. like in TV yeah. when you have a backdoor pilot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's something that the big two never do anymore. It's like mm-hmm. you get legitimately surprised when you open a book. And Kirkman's got kind of a track record of yeah, Robert Kirkman's like, got a track like record it, of yeah. So I yeah. like that they did it. I, I mean, yeah. I would have. So still, this is, it's yeah. it's a trade off. So you, yeah. you you get the publicity of the, the sellout and everybody the word of mouth and the buzz, but at the same time, you, a lot of fans are going to be upset because they don't get that Void Rivals one, and um, you know you may kind of limit yourself initially. 
Uh, almost like with the G.I. Joe toys, how Hasbro did the toys. Like, they could have sold so many more of those uh, classifieds. Yeah. But they released them so funky because it was like, this late, this this batch is not going to be a Target exclusive. Yeah. And this batch is going to be, you know, from, from Hasbro Online. Does and, this give Hasbro a little bit of goodwill? I, I think it's definitely puts them back in the, the spotlight, right? Because yeah. you want you want the books out there trying to help sell your merchandise. Yep. Do you think their other two big franchises, the Micronauts and ROM, will end up being in this unit? I know they're Ooh, about to bring out so like a ROM omnibus Marvel. ROM's going back to Marvel, it I is? think. Yes, okay. that's what I've heard. And I hadn't heard on Micronauts. Yeah. But um, but the last I heard was that uh, IDW had lost the ROM license and uh, that Marvel had. Because Marvel is about to put out, like, I think early next year, mm-hmm. they're going to do an omnibus that collects ROM the Space Knight, which. As an 80s kid, that makes me so happy. A yeah. rumnibus. Rum, ah, look yeah. at there. Yes. yes. Now, nice that's what you were doing while you were like over there. <laughs> I saw like, him scribbling some yeah. stuff. No, that's not it, Mike. <laughs> this is only the first year in a very long time that Marvel is not going to have a presence in Hall H at Comic-Con. That's big. It's yeah. super big. So Hall H is San Diego Comic-Con. That's their main event hall, if you've ever been there. It'll yep. hold a couple thousand people. Yeah, and people will sleep out overnight mm-hmm. to get in because they don't clear it between panels no so if you get in hall h you're there pretty you, much the whole day it's almost like if you if you can sit in the chair and hold your bladder and not give up your spot yeah. you can stay in hall h all day yeah you'd have to stay uh, away from the coke zeros i can't yeah. no <laughs> um but, but no so so this is the thing and, and so hall yeah. h is is in it, it's usually where they announce their big um marvel's big movie event or mm-hmm. their next big because people comic kept book thinking they're about they were about to and they were probably going to announce the fantastic forecast mm-hmm but there's two theories here. One is with the writer strike and possibly oh, yeah, yeah. the Screen Actors Guild striking at the end of mm-hmm. July that they don't know if they're going to have to like move stuff around again. Because right. right now, I think everything that they were currently uh, filming mm-hmm. has been shut down, except for maybe Deadpool, which actually moved up on the schedule. It moved <laughs> up to May of 2024. <laughs> but maybe there's that. And then there's the thing, well, Disney D- D23. Yeah is uh i think in august and okay. last year marvel did announce big things there like i think that's where they announced the thunderbolts yeah so there's the thing that maybe they're waiting there to also see how the strike stuff kind of sorts itself out by yeah. a lot of people think it's not going to get sorted out until the fall if hmm. even then yeah hmm. well i think the writer strike may go on for unfortunately may go on for a while yeah but uh but yeah yeah either one of those could be the reason why and i could yep. see marvel saying hey why do we need to go to San Diego and promote these dates when we're not even sure these mm. dates are going to hold. Yeah. So. And if they wait till D23, they're also like, they won't have to share the new space with everybody else. Right. Like a lot of reason people started mm. disliking mm. E3 uh, for the video games was mm-hmm. like everybody kind of got swallowed in there. Yep. But you'd mentioned earlier that people would camp out to get into Hall H yes. and it was radically popular, but isn't that pretty much because of Marvel? Isn't that a lot of it is Marvel. Like somebody said today, like you may have the beforehand wait 36 hours to get into Hall H and now you may just will stroll in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the thing. It was more for everybody wanted to see the stars. You know? yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you wanted to go see the panel where it was like Robert Downey and Scarlett Johansson and Chris Hemsworth, it was yeah. in Hall H. If you want to see the panel that had Chadwick Boseman announcing yeah. Black Panther and showing the trailer, it was in Hall H. Now, this helps Gun tremendously oh, if yeah. they do have stuff to announce. Mm. Uh, if Gun, if James yeah. Gun has, like, if they want to finally, if they want to announce who the Superman's going to be, stuff like that, uh, this would be the perfect time for them because they're not going to have. They don't have to compete for the news cycle with Marvel. You'd yeah. have, and they yeah. need a win mm. after Flash's uh, 
kind of mediocre box office. Yeah. Very yeah. soft. Yeah, yeah. And this is the thing, you know, we, at least I work in a comic book store, so people that I was around for Flash, everybody was incredibly excited because everybody loves Michael Keaton. Right, yeah, right. yeah. And everybody yeah. loves, you know, uh, Flash of Two Worlds and Flashpoint. Yep, sure. However, we I think a lot of fans misread that as being like the general population yeah. wanted to see uh, Michael Keaton. Right, right. And yeah. the general population wanted to see Flashpoint and Flash of Two Worlds. And so it's kind of weird because we're kind of insulated in this world of yep. all our friends talk about this. You know, we could talk about it online. We talk about it here in the store. And so sometimes we're so close to it that we I don't think we see necessarily the, the general population view of uh, these people. You know, they weren't quite as excited to see yeah. the 89 Michael Keaton back mm-hmm. like we yeah. were. You know, I, I agree with that. Like, I remember um, about... 15 or so years ago at Dragon Con they had the cast of Firefly that was there to promote Serenity that was going to come out that fall. That was their movie, and right? Right. It yeah. was madness. They Every panel they were on was was full, right? Mm-hmm. And then the movie just bombed at the box office. But at, but yeah. at, but in Atlanta, you're like, at oh, Dragon this is Con, be, you're thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be huge. Good but example. I do think a lot of people, it's the casual fans are just mm. not as excited. Or they're also the whole thinking of like, Hey, we could. Why are we spending our uh, movie dollars on this when we know, from like the Shazam and everything, right. this is going to be on Max in right. a couple months, right. and it also has no for bearing con- for to continuity. any of the stories coming up. Yeah, You're right. For the James Gunn, it's not required viewing for me to watch the James Gunn universe. Yeah, and, and I can also say, just from taking the temperature of people online in general, it seems like I think I think people are starting to get a little tired of multiverse. I think we're about multiversing people to death out here. I get it. It's like it's fun, but it's like a point now. Can we just have stories again. Right, exactly. Yeah. And when both companies are going crazy multiverse, it does make it seem like they're out of core ideas and now they're just repeating these things and they're just trying these things without a core to it. So I'm with Marvel, I'm really looking forward to the Fantastic Four next men coming in and, and kind of paring down off this multiverse stuff myself. Yeah, yeah I, me I, too. I agree. And yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully well, we will see what Marvel's got planned. Um, mm. If that Blade movie ever happens. <laughs> Golly. It's been that cursed. It's been cursed. But I guess the last news that we're going to talk about is the sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah has to be mentioned yeah uh, john ramita senior passed away last monday night mm. age 93 yeah i think his son had posted something right and yeah. had let the people let uh let the people know. know that he had mm-hmm. passed away i think the day before right and it's just one of those things because we had actually talked a lot about him in our uh, spider-man episode we did that's um, right he got immortalized on this show did. right, right on yeah. yeah there you go buddy because we want to give him his flowers while we're still here, <laughs> here yeah. we are. arguably I'd say like one of the most obviously we announced it one yeah. of the most influential artists yeah. uh, to ever draw Spider-Man and I was kind of surprised by how many characters he co-created in his run like hmm. Mary Jane yeah. the yeah. Kingpin Punisher yeah. Yeah. Wolverine wow. yeah yeah. I mean a lot of designs you know he was responsible for um, pretty much if you think of almost any Spider-Man character like if I tell you right now to picture a Gwen Stacy in your head yeah. the odds are 90% you're going to picture a John Romita Gwen Stacy yep. if I tell you to picture even like a Peter mm-hmm. Parker you know yep. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. he made kind of Peter, like the, the Ditko Peter Parker Steve Ditko Peter Parker was kind of more average looking he kind of looked like the normal guy in your school that was picked on yeah and then John Romita, who came from doing romance comics, had a habit of making everybody really good looking. Yeah, it's like the, yeah, yeah. It's a difference. Like you can buy Tobey Maguire as a nerdy Peter Parker. Correct. You cannot buy Andrew Garfield no. as a nerdy Peter Parker. That guy would have been a very popular in my high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very popular. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so, uh, yeah. so part and of did, it was was that, yeah. yeah was, and Ramita stayed around for a while, right? He had an incredible run on Spider-Man, and uh, believe it or not, like he 
his favorite character to draw was Daredevil. Like he, oh really? He was an incredible, uh, a huge Spider-Man fan. Hmm. Yeah. But um, he always wanted uh, to draw Daredevil. Um, and he uh, stayed it, active for a while because I know the co- the famous uh, Spider-Man cover where uh, Hobgoblin is ripping the costume. Yeah, uh, two thirty-eight. Uh, he inked his son on that. Yeah, oh, was, that's it was cool. Jr. Jr. and Jr. Senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool that they got to work together and they both became big stars, especially mm-hmm. on Spider-Man. How great is that? Like your son follows you in your profession. Yep. Is successful. You both share something that you both love. I mean, yeah, uh, you couldn't great. as a father and a son, you couldn't ask for something better. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, he passed, but I mean, ninety-three years is a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had yeah. a, he had an incredibly successful career. Like we really should kind of be celebrating. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those crazy things where all the legends from the '60s just about they're you, almost all. Have you got passed. Jim Stranko is still alive. Yeah, um, and Rory Thomas. I think we were thinking the other day about out of the '60s Marvel guys. Rory Thomas and him were the last two that I could think of. Well, and at the time, John Romita Sr. we concluded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. With me, uh, I know when we focused on him on our last episode, it was very much Spider-centric, and he was just a little bit right before my time. Um, so as we're sitting down here tonight, I looked up his body of work. I wanted to touch on maybe other things a little bit, and it was so vast. I just closed the browser. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is yeah, insane. Yeah, this yeah. is way too much. I mean, a massive body of work, not yeah. just Spider-Man. No, no. Artists back then, they really, really worked. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how much they could do. Yeah. 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 And there's like, if you can find it online, I saw it on TikTok, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's on YouTube too. There was like, they used to, back in the 90s, Marvel would do these little videotapes that would, that they would come out. It was like uh, Stan Lee talking to Todd McFarlane. Oh, yeah. Um, and they did one where it was Stan Lee and the Ramitas. And it's nice. uh, it's very cool to, to, to look at because they talk about killing Gwen Stacy oh, wow. as a part of it oh, nice. yeah. and he's uh, drawing like a sexy uh, Mary Jane while they're talking to uh, yeah. it's kind of a cool sneak into that no, uh, I might watch that tonight yeah, yeah. it's just that I, I honestly I do hope that they do some good uh, tributes to him in the next couple months yeah yeah I think you can count on Marvel doing something for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah did he I, do any DC or was he a basic? little bit a little bit okay but yeah it's sad to see the legends going yeah, yeah, it just kind of lets you know how far uh, separated we are now from the Silver Age of Marvel. You know, actually, actually, on that note, yeah. it's DC work. It looks like it's all romance stuff. We've got falling oh, in love, yeah. girls' love stories, girls' romances, heartthrobs. So like I said, that was his, hearts. Yeah, that was his, his strong suit. And uh, yeah. and all of a sudden, like when I said, when he came on Peter Parker, you know, ever, except for Jay Jonah and, and Aunt May, uh, yeah. he kept them kind of the same. But everybody else got real good looking. Yeah, got yeah. really good looking. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tremendous loss to yeah, the it is. But I like what you said earlier, the word celebration. Let's not end this on a down right. note. This yeah. is not about the sadness of him yeah, passing. This right. is a celebration of his life and yeah. his work. Ninety three. An uh, incredible career. We'd all be blessed to live that long. Oh, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been a chock full of episodes. Man, this is yeah, downs, new friends, stories. Yes. It's been a good time, but I think it's probably time to go ahead and uh, wrap this one up. What do you think? Hate to do it. It's really hot in here. Come on, Ryan. I didn't notice. (laughs) I think we need to play Ushers. It's getting hot in here. (laughs) You're kind of glistening. I like it. It's a good look for you. It's a good glow. All right. We're all going to go take showers. I'm Mike D. I'm Ryan. And I'm Bill. Bye. Thanks. See you in the funnies. Adios. I said.